today on the program. Is this testing whether I'm a replicant or a lesbian, Mr. Deckard? It's Blade Runner. party <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i'm your host nick joining me as always are the companions to my sebastian los and brandon wake up time to die that's quite a greeting <laughs> time to wake, wake up. up to that yeah i kind of feel like it after thanksgiving weekend you know <laughs> it's been a tough one and as it has worn me thin for sure Ah, uh, mine was pretty easy. Sorry, man. Pretty easy, yeah. yeah. That's all right. I see you got the table in the garage. You learned that? Uh, we had poker I'd, night last night. A note friends. from Laura. No? No. What do you mean from Laura? A note from Laura, because we always set up in the garage. Oh, uh, uh, no. We didn't <laughs> yeah. have any, we didn't have anybody come over for Thanksgiving. Ah, you were smart. We had everybody, it seems. Well, we respect the CDC guidelines no, here in, in this home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing this via Zoom. Yes, Zoom. <laughs> Virtual turkey. That's right. Yes, I'm on... Can you, you guys... Wait, I didn't catch that. Sorry, what? You cut out a little. Uh, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, we're back. <laughs> we uh, we got our turkey from the Honey Baked Ham Company. Oh, I love Honey Baked Ham my, uh My job gave everybody a $100 gift card. Right on. How much does a ham cost? Uh, the ham, like their bone-in spiral, costs like 85 bucks. Oh, so that covered it? Well, we so we we went with their turkey... Like the whole bird and then two breasts and only had to spend four bucks. So it went pretty far on the turkey. Yeah, who wants one, just one breast? Uh, right? Right. <laughs> right. The way I see about boobs is if you see one, you're probably going to see the other one. That's right. <laughs> far from it. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> today we are talking about Blade Runner from 1982. Ah. That's right. This This movie emerged... From the womb of creativity, the same year I did. <laughs> yes, lots of good things happened in eighty two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What things happened in eighty two? Uh, I had no idea. That thing. The thing. Yeah. Oh, that one. That thing. Yeah, that that thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Remember that was a big deal in eighty two. I really remember big. seeing it all over the news, even though I was newborn. Ah, Michael oh. Jackson released Thriller. In See? Yeah, I mean, that thing. Yeah. Me, Thriller. Blade Runner, <laughs> the right. holy trifecta of 1982. Let's see. Uh, That's all we need. Epcot, uh, Ep- Epcot opened. Mm. Yes. The futuristic town of Epcot. Opened. Yeah. I wonder if that they did any Blade Runner stuff. I don't know. Epcot's, um, is that the LA one or the Florida one? That's Florida. That's in the Florida one. Oh. Florida. Because our movie today takes place in LA. In two thousand, two thousand nineteen, yeah, yeah, because I didn't, I don't think I saw. I was reading it in the beginning, and it like came in, and it when they started showing the replicants like uh, incept date, I was like two thousand sixteen. I'm like, yeah, this, right? What is going on here? And then they mentioned their their time span. I'm like, oh, this has got to be set, and I had to look it up. I'm like, two thousand nineteen, right? Is this what they thought two thousand nineteen would look like? What they thought it was going to look like because the again, yeah, movies eighty two, but I don't know when the book came out, but seventies maybe sixties. 
Um, but still, like, I, and here's the thing that I feel a lot of sci-fi movies do. They don't go far enough into the future. I mean, go with, like, Aliens was 3,000-something, right? Like, they went <laughs> way ahead. Yeah. Because... 74. 74, okay. So... Well, and it's always raining in the future. Apparently. They have not figured out how to how geoengineer much like yet. acid rain. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's was harp. Harp coming back. Harp. We talked about that before on That's another right. episode. Yes. Not that kind of harp. Oh. No, every time you hear that, you know, some, somebody's fucking with the weather. That's right. <laughs> oh, what a lovely sound. Angels don't get their wings when you hear that sound. No, no, someone's no, no. fucking with the that weather. Means, that means, yeah, they're going to make a tsunami happen and take out somebody. A tsunami. 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 Wasn't that a wrestler? Wasn't that a wrestler? It was tsunami. Yeah, sure. Earthquake. Tsunami. Um, all of those. Undertaker. All those natural occurrences. Yeah. There wasn't a mudslide, though. I think they were sued by alcohol when they tried to. They weren't very natural built men either. No. Steroids. A lot of steroids. Juice. Like, uh, you know, with your breakfast, you have two eggs and a side of steroids. Yeah. Well, no, you have your bacon, your eggs, and then your juice. And your juice. <laughs> or if you're in Can- uh, Canada, you have your back bacon. You have your back bacon. Ah, that's right, back bacon. And your your orange juice, which somehow comes in a needle that you stab into your ass. <laughs> Isn't that how you take the juice? Uh, yeah, every time I do it, that's what I do. <laughs> I just remember that football movie, The Program, with all the athletes that were juicing up, and I, I think they went in their leg. But I don't. I assume steroids a shot, right? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would think so. It's a steroid like, shot right to if the you go and get medicinal muscles. like you know sometimes they need steroids to help your body fight off something that's always a shot isn't it you don't like get pills you got it you can no i have no idea i don't know we're no doctors on this showing program. how little i know about bodybuilding and professional wrestling apparently uh, there's also this place in la that had uh i guess speaking of blade runner la and natural disasters there was a bar that had drinks called the Nast- Natural Disasters. So they had like a mudslide, they had a wildfire, they had an earthquake, and then they had a 405. <laughs> oh, man, hilarious. Uh, don't remind me of the 405. Oh, the 405. That's the second shit, time that's come up on I the shit, show. I shit my pants and on the 405. <laughs> I always put on There's No Easy Way Out from Rocky Four. Just put it on, on yeah, repeat. That's how I feel about the 405. There's, there's no, no easy, easy way, way out and there's no shortcut home. Just no fucking stuck out. here trying to get through the goddamn Sepulveda Pass. Anyway. That's right, my friend. That's right. Pile driver. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, this movie is written by a person called David Webb Peoples. Peoples. Which sounds like. Like peep something holes? that ha- peep no peoples. Like. Yeah, that's what I said. Like peepholes. Not peepholes. Peepholes. Like multiple peephole. Oh, lots of peepholes. So he's pluralized the pluralization of person. He's a peoples man. He's a. It's a double pluraler. Double pluraler. Plural pluraler. Yeah, that's like saying uh, geeses. Yeah, right? Mises, mices, geeshes. No, that actually is correct. Cactuses, cacti's. 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 <laughs> yeah. So David Webb Peoples, that sounds, uh, that's, that's his real name. He did this. He wrote Unforgiven, which is a fucking great Western with Clint Eastwood and Gene Hackman. No, never seen it. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, he did 12 Monkeys, which is Fucking great. The Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, and Bruce Willis and time travel and a plague. It's been a while since I've seen it. I'm going to have yeah. to rewatch it. It's, uh, I would love to. It's on the list. Either I mean, we're past the numbers anyway, but it's eh, on the, well, the wish well, list. Well. well, it could be under, you know, TW. The, yeah. Twelve. Well, but they use the numbers, man. But man. But man. All right, man. But man. Uh, he also wrote a movie called Soldier with has Kurt Russell in it. Do you remember that? He's a... Uh, He's like an older, outdated uh, 
robotic soldier, you know, kind of because we've got robots as our soldiers. We don't have to use human lives anymore. And and a newer model comes out, and he has to like prove that just because he's old, he's not uh, not worthless. Even though he's you're a robot, so I don't know what where your pride's coming from. Yeah, like whatever. But <laughs> what they have to give that that robot some emotion. And yeah, got to come back. You're the best one in the business, and uh, you're retired. Need yeah, to come right. back. That's right, old blue eyes. You can you can still assassinate some people. We need you. That's right. And he goes, thank you. I don't remember how he sounded. I don't even know if he. Spoke I will in that do movie. this for you one last time. That's right. We got it. it's very like Universal Soldier with Van Damme, which is going to be in the rewatch in twenty twenty five. Yeah. Anyway, enough about other movies. So we got uh, th- th- this is based on the book "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by Philip K. Dick. That's what the name of the yes book is called. Which is, at first I was like, what the fuck? And then you think about it, like, okay, we count sheep to sleep, so do androids think of electric sheep? Also, a big part of the book, they hint at it a few times in the movie, but animals are damn near extinct completely, and then so everybody has fake animals, like android animals, so you would have electric sheep. And uh, Deckard does actually have an electric sheep in the book. That he tends to on the roof of his house. Deckard, that's or, uh, the main. That's building. that's uh, that's Harrison Ford, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I mean, we have a big cast in this again. Harrison Ford, Rudger Hauer, fucking awesome Rudger Hauer. He's great. We got Edward James Olmos, a young, Edward a very young Olmos. Edward James Olmos. Wait, that was the that was uh, the Sting looking dude. No, that's Rudger Hauer, the bad guy. Yeah, what, what did almost Edward James Olmos is like the detective guy that kind of drove him around and kept making origami figures and oh the, the oh really yeah i did not <laughs> i saw and, it. it's funny i didn't even catch that yeah cuz uh, it said al- uh, almost and i'm like oh yeah that fucking scarface motherfucker that's right that's right yeah you and, should I think we mentioned it last said week. said last week. And because uh, I, even... I remember trying to look up like did he have bad acne as a kid? Those are like acne scars or what happened to his face? I don't know. What happened um, to your face? What happened to your face? Not so much here or here, but right here. Good God, what happened to your face? Uh, Richard. Yeah, but see, I always knew Edward James almost. He was in Battlestar Galactica, but he was also in a season of Dexter. So I've only ever known older Edward James almost. I don't know that I really have ever seen a young one. Yeah, I know what you mean, because I, I, that's where I pretty much know him as the Doomsday Killer. From Dexter, right, right. Him or, and Colin Hanks working yeah. together. Great, great season, by That the was way. the last good season. The twist is really great. Yeah, it really is. I don't want to spoil it for you. He's not real. Oh, man. Yeah, spoiler alert for a fucking 20-year-old TV show. Get with it already. Um, I, I, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I, I can't tell that's... I mean, now I can look at the look scars like on the face, but it does not look like the same Edward James that I right. picture in my head. It looks more like Santana. Like, he looks like a young Woodstock-era Santana. Like an Asian Santana. Like an Asian Santana. Yeah. Santana. I didn't get who he was. I felt in this movie they didn't describe anything to me. I don't, Not really, I no. I was really lost. I'm like, why the fuck's he called Blade Runner? Um, who the fuck is this Asian dude making with a bum eye? Making, Always making origami things. Like little itty bitty origami. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like, he does good work because some of them even move. Yeah. Like, I guess you're supposed to, the cranes are supposed to be able to move, right? Yeah, the wings, I guess, are supposed to, like, flap. Tail. And he makes a chicken at one point. And, uh, yeah, so we have that. We have Sean Young. Who returns? She was on their show before. She was Ray Finkel in Ace Ventura. Oh yes, 
So she makes an appearance. We got M. Emmett Walsh, who, as far as I know, has just been old. I think he was born old. He has like a Benjamin Button thing going on. Mm-hmm. Just always been old. He's played a old man in the movies for the last 80 years. Uh, we've got Daryl Hannah, the mermaid from Splash. She's uh, I liked her, she's I liked, Chris. I liked his work on SNL. No, that's Daryl Hammond. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked weird. I, mean, I thought that chick looked weird. <laughs> you, don't, you don't look at all like Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Daryl Hammond was like the impression. Matt, also Sean Connery on he the did, Celebrity yeah. Jeopardy. He's always Sean Connery. <laughs> Suck a Trebek. Um, Daryl Hannah also was one of the main assassins in Kill Bill, the one-eyed one. I don't. I never watched that. I never watched Kill Bill. Nah. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. A lot of so, uh, Quentin Tarantino flicks. I'm like. They're okay. There's nothing. Nothing's really great. Django was really cool. Django was cool. Hateful Eight was really cool. Um, the, they, yeah, like Jackie Brown. I saw. And I was like, oh, okay. Reservoir Dogs. I still haven't really watched all the way through. Reservoir Dogs is cool as fuck. Pulp Fiction obviously is great, but like, yeah, I don't have either Kill Bill. I don't have Jackie Brown. I don't have Inglorious Bastards. I don't. Inglorious Bastards was really good. Yeah, I like how he had an alternate ending to World War Two. Yeah. Just really took history for a walk on that one. Well, I think what made that whole movie was Chris, uh, Christoph Waltz, man. Yeah, because that was like kind of his step out role. That was when, because I don't think he'd been in anything big. At least I'd never heard of him Matter before fact, that. And I was like, how does this guy have this huge monologue at the opening scene of a Tarantino movie? And we don't even know who the fuck he is. And he nailed it yeah, at I, that house. Yeah, he goes, uh, yeah, dude, he's just so intimidating, right. packing his pipe, asking for some milk. And he's just yeah. like so kind and. You know he's up. You have oh, this feeling knows. that he's he knows something. You're mm-hmm. obviously hiding them Jews, you know, and he's want he wants to find them, dude. Yeah, I think he knows the whole time where they are. He's yeah. just like really fucking with the guy. He wants to give this guy a chance to tell the truth, right? You know, but uh, yeah, those two movies with Christoph Waltz are probably the only mm-hmm. two Quentin Tarantino flicks that I really enjoy. Wait like. till we get to fucking Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, man. Is he in that too? No, but that's, I just mean as far as Tarantino that I think you'll like. You have that movie? I do. Oh, cool. All right. I mean, you can borrow it if you don't want to wait nine years until we get to the O's to watch it, if you want to watch it ahead of time. I'm sure I'll catch it somewhere. I'm sure it's streaming on something. Um, Okay, so, starting the movie. (laughs) Uh, We get our opening scroll, which is something that used to happen all the time. I remember movies all the time. Either you get a narration from James Earl Jones, or they give you a little scroll or something. Like, Aliens did it, right? Uh, did they? Or Alien, at least. The first one did. Yeah, yeah, where it just shows you straight up all the credits. And it's just like, hey, yeah, well, then it's like, here's what's going on. It's this date. This is happening. So you're like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm immersed in the world, and I'm ready for the story. And they don't do that much anymore. That, that's That's gone by the wayside, I feel. Back when they used to take pride. They took pride in our movie stories. Um, well, it's just a really good way to set up a lot of exposition without having to try to write it into dialogue somehow or whatever. Like, yes. we can knock all the shit out of the way. Yeah, especially coming from a book. Right. There's so much more backstory to get to set that scene. Yeah, because in the book, like, I think the <clears throat> it starts with Deckard and his wife and her waking uh, up, talking waking about up their and their emotion emotional machine, machine or whatever yeah. that sends out pulses that can control. You can set whatever mood you want to feel in that day and blah, blah, blah. And that's like, is a huge... Big, long opening scene, and we don't even, she doesn't even exist in this movie, so there's like yeah. a whole lot of shit they're taking out. Um, Do you have the, the, the text that rolls 
in the beginning of that paragraph? Uh, I just summarized it. I, unless you have the whole thing, if you want to read it. I've got it here. All Early right. in the 21st century, the Tyrell Corporation advanced robot evolution into the nexus phase. A being virtually identical to a human, known as a replicant. The Nexus 6 replicants were superior in strength and agility and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic engineers who created them. Replicants were used off-world as slave labor in the hazardous exploration and colonization of other planets. After a bloody Mm. mutiny by a Nexus 6 combat team in the off-world colony, replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. Special police squads... Blade Runner units. I guess that's where they explain what a Blade Runner is. Yeah. I would like to know why it's called a Blade Runner. Like, he didn't have a knife or anything. No. Had orders to shoot to kill. Upon detonation, any trans, any trespassing replicant, this was not called an execution. It was called retirement. Retirement. You yeah. retire. Um, Blade Runner comes from, because in the novel, it was Electric Sheep. Like, it didn't, it, not even the book was called Blade Runner. There was another movie that they were going to make had nothing to do with this at all. The title was Blade Runner. I think it was like about knife smuggling and stuff. So actual being a Blade Runner, and then somehow they just took the title and slapped it on this. Weird. Yeah, because they wanted to call it Replicant also at one point, and then didn't go with that. In fact, Replicant's never brought up in the book. Replicant comes from, I think, the guy, Peoples, Web Peoples, was writing it like his daughter or something was uh, studying and brought up a term replicant as I don't remember how it happened or what she was studying, but he's like, Oh, that sounds cool. That sounds like a cyborg thing and lifted it and put it here. Yeah. And they don't like, they just live in a world where we're entering a world after these things have been developed. They've been made. Right. There's actually six nexuses before or five other nexus. Uh, yeah. And also there were replicants before they got to the nexus development. So nexus is like a new version of replicants. And now that we're on the sixth Go around of those. So, yeah, they've been doing this for a while. It's like Nexus is like the iPhones. Sure, of, yeah. You know, the, the, the robot. Of the robots. You know, there were some before, but they were so primitive. But the Nexus series are so realistic. Yeah. That the outside person can't tell. You can't tell, so. Um, I was able to tell. If they were in the dark, their eyes glue. There was that. Glue? They glue. Glowed. Glowed. <laughs> That's a weird one too. I always do that glue. Because and also at one point they all have red eyes, like or it reflects something reflects, and since they're synthetic eyes, like it reflects red, almost like like a cat, uh, like when you get your picture taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something else that I think every replicant at some point in the movie, you, you see that on you're like, oh, that, oh, that's right. That means they're, they're one of them. He's a robot. They're one of them. Uh, so we find out it's Los Angeles, November 19th. Or November 2019, sorry. So this happened uh, exactly a year ago. <laughs> little did they know. Uh, if they yeah. just waited a little bit, uh, they would have had COVID and it would have had a better story than this. Uh, I mean, I wonder. I don't think replicants would have fallen victim to COVID. So That would be better because all the all humans the peop- died. All and the people they- would be gone. You just have replicants ruling the <laughs> earth now. Oh, shit. Uh, speaking of also, so there's a Van Damme movie called Replicant. And I can't keep saying it without thinking of Van Damme. Uh, he's a serial killer. And so they find some DNA of his and clone him. So then he, we have a clone Van Dam that has to go and try to hunt himself. And when he first comes out of the incubation, whatever, he's acting like a child because he hasn't developed yet. It's just, I don't know, seeing full-grown Van Dam act like an infant's pretty goddamn amazing. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, when he learns that he can fight, whew, 
Good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, Oscar-worthy performance from my man. This <laughs> guy fucking loves Van Damme. <laughs> I was going through uh, uh, YouTube, and I think I haven't watched it yet, but it was like early video of him in the tournament or something. Yeah, yeah. They've someone like put together a bunch of clips of him actually tournament fighting. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So our opening shot. We have yet to actually start the fucking movie. Our opening shot is a bunch of city lights, and we get, like, industry smokestacks shooting flames in the right. air and all this. So, you know, they weren't far off from L.A. or what L.A. really is. Right. I mean, especially in 2019. I'm sure that's all it is. Well, and a, and a lot like Alien, it is extremely dark the right. whole fucking time. So. Uh, yeah, in fact, I think, this, is there sunlight anytime? Is it always so. night in this Movie, it's always night and it's always raining. Yeah. It's a very, very dark, depressing movie. Um, so then a flying car comes in, so I guess we missed that last year. We didn't get the flying car uh, And it must industry. have been developed at least 10 years ago. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, because there's so a lot of them, too. We should have had this in 2000. I mean, least. what the fuck is Tesla doing? Get on it, Musk. Yeah, Musk, you, you son of a bitch. You can send a convertible into outer space, but you can't get a flying car. Doc Brown got a flying car in the 80s, and you can't do this? We need to go to the moon for anyways. Give us flying cars, right. you son of a bitch. I need to get across the traffic jam on 35. I don't need to go to the fucking moon. Yeah. Gotta get home from work, Musk. Musk? You okay. smelly Musk? Yeah, I bet he probably does smell. He's probably like a Steve Jobs guy and uses, like, crystals instead of deodorant or whatever that guy did. Healing <laughs> crystals? <laughs> Didn't he, like, not shower or something because he always wore crystals? I have no idea. Some kind of weird rich guy crazy thing he had. Went, went a little ah. Howard Hughes at the end. Anyway, so we get to see the replicant test. We're opening on, uh, the actor's name's Brian James. I know him from Fifth Element. Uh-huh. Um, and so they, they, like, the test focuses on your eyes because it needs to see your retinas, your pupils, and it also, like, your emotional uh, reaction time. Uh-huh. Right? So they ask you a bunch of random questions to see... Not only how you answer, but uh, how long it takes you if you're searching for, I guess, whatever your programming tells you you should feel. Um, so they're talking like you see it. You're in the desert. It's like, which one? It, it doesn't, fu- dude, it doesn't matter. All right, just, well, why I need to know. There? Yeah, why am I there? Just fucking, it's a hypothetical. All right, so then you, you see. You asked me to fucking answer these, and I'm yeah, trying to give you a good I'm honest just, I just want to, I got to get it in my why, head, man. Why would I be there? Why, which desert? Why am I there? And then he's like, and then you see a turtle. It's like, I've never, or a tortoise. He goes, oh, what? A, a tortoise? What's that? You know what, you know what a turtle is? Of course. Same, same thing. Okay. I've never seen a turtle. Dude, I swear to God, if you interrupt me one more fucking time. I understand what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, this is where we kind of find out, obviously, animals don't really exist anymore. Many people have never even seen one. Oh, I get it. And, uh, yeah, so he really has no idea. And then it's like the turtle's flipped over on its back, and it can't flip. Like, it's going to die. You have to save it. And he's like, I don't understand. He's not understanding the question. And there's something about his mother. And we get, I just wrote down this line. He goes, yeah, let me tell you about my mother. And blam, shoots the guy. (laughs) Just like. What the fuck does any of this have to do with your mother? What does any of this have to do with Viet fucking Nam, Walter? Fucking, everything's a fucking travesty with you. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll tell you about my mother. Blam! Blows him through the wall, I believe, right? And the guy goes Completely flying through, through the wall, the wall in, the, yeah. in the police station. So then we get to meet Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford. He's like ordering, I thought it was sushi, but I guess if they don't have animals, they wouldn't be able to make sushi. He orders something, something, and then says also some noodles. 
but he just points. Like, he doesn't say anything. He's like, two of these, two, two. Two. And it made me think of the uh, Tenacious D skit where he's like, give me the six-piece nugget and throw two of them in the trash. Give me the four-nugget thing. Shove two of them up your ass. You you said you want a six-piece nugget? No, four. Stick two of them up your ass. Also, a Western bacon cheese and a Diet Coke. That's it. <laughs> um, so One filet of fish. F- fish. It's less calories because it's fish. Uh, that's a great skit. That was a great skit. Anyway, okay, so he's just trying to eat at the uh, street vendor when Edward James almost comes up to him and is like, you're a Blade Runner, you're under arrest. And he's like, no, nah, you got the wrong dude, man. Um. But he gets him into the police car, and they fly away. I mean, he got to take his noodles, so he's sitting there in this flying car eating his bowl of noodles. It was nice. to get to the station where we meet M. Emmett Walsh, and he's like, all right, so what the fuck is this all about? You know, I go, well, I couldn't just call. You wouldn't have come if I asked you. So I had to do this whole elaborate ruse. Basically, uh, and then he pours himself some Johnny Walker Black, which is what we're having here. Yeah, we are. I seem to remember this being better last time I had it. It's weird. It, it doesn't not, get better. Not good. No. no. I've been telling you, man, scotch is shitty whiskey. I don't care. Scotch, it's that peatiness, the, it's the, the moss. smoke. It's, yeah. To, I don't. To, good scotch. You, first, you have to have single malt, which this is not. But you've got to spend money for scotch, I think, that's drinkable. Like, you. Ugh. What's wrong with ugh. whiskey, everybody? Why don't you. Uh, what's wrong with bourbon, y'all? You just fucking get some goddamn bourbon or some Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey is delicious. Yeah, Jameson. Pump the brakes there a little bit. Jameson's buddy. delicious. Well, he's got a point on that. But a good bourbon. A, a, American <laughs> bourbon is the way to go. Well, all bourbons. It's just like the champagne thing. To be a bourbon, it's got to be made in Bourbon County, right? Well, you know, that's changed over the years. It just has to uh, qualify a, as like 51% corn at barrel. least and then new white oak barrels. That's pretty much it. It doesn't have to, like, literally, the only other part is that it has to age in Bourbon County. For at least three years, It doesn't right? even have to be made there. It just has to be aged. You just got to roll the barrels in over yeah. the county line and let them They're sit like, in the field hey, for a while. Technically, it's bourbon now. <laughs> That's right. Somebody fuck up and only get two-thirds of a barrel. Oh, in. no. Uh, thanks, Duke boys. Weren't they, they were moonshiners and booze runners, right? Were they? Or at least Uncle Jesse was, and that's why the whole family just races all the time and the cops hate him. Yeah, man, I love Uncle Jesse. He was in that band, uh, The Rippers. Jesse and the Rippers? Yeah. And, you know, he had his brother, who was Danny Tanner. And, uh, you know, he had the... Oh, I... <laughs> and he had another brother that yep. was like, cut it out. That uh, did, like, ventriloquism on a TV show. And I did think you it... say would? Oh, my God. Can you believe that that fucking Alanis Morissette song is about Uncle Joey? Yeah, well, we've what heard that. I don't the... know if that's actually true, Fuck. but... Fuck. Ugh. What did he do to that poor woman? That is she an angry song. She goes down you in a theater. Yeah, so now we know he's getting blowies at the theater. I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at you, Uncle Joey. Fucking awesome. I guess you start getting some action when you're on a kid's TV show. Fucking right. <laughs> um, okay, so where are we at? Johnny Black. So they, yeah, he's talking about these replicants that were on a shuttle, right? Killed everybody. Uh, there were six originally, but I think two died in, the, in a crash or... Whatever, they found the shuttle, it's empty, they know there are four left running around somewhere, and he's like, I need you to do it, and he obviously doesn't want to, he's retired, right, we get the old, you're the best, no one else can do this, Rick, we gotta have you to do it, he's like, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm, fu- I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking fu- done, man, I just, know, I'm fucking done. I'm walking around eating noodles, man, just leave me alone. 
I'm just trying to enjoy my life of noodles. That's right. And cold fish. Cold fish. Fake fish. Fake Say fish. Fewer calories because it's fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is when Edward James almost is making little, or he makes an origami chicken. And I think that he's doing a chicken in this scene because Harrison Ford's being a chicken. Instead of just, for like, he didn't call him yellow like he's Marty McFly, but he just kind of calling him a chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Is anyone in this family even seen a chicken? Um, so <laughs> they and he he's kind of pulling um God, what movie was it where the guy was trying to refuse the omission and they just keep telling him, Oh, Black Eagle. Where he's like, I'm not gonna do it. He's like, Yeah, so anyway, here's what you need to find. I refuse to do it. Okay, so here's your itinerary. And he's just like not even hearing his denials or his uh his nose, basically. So, yeah, we got we got four of these replicants to go. Uh, one of them is our guy from the beginning, Leon, who blew away the uh, interviewer. And also, we find out they only have a four year lifespan. Yeah, that was that like was a their fail safe, safe put mm-hmm. in because um, these things are so advanced and and all that. Uh, so we find we we get uh, the briefing room. Pardon me, where we learn about Roy Batty. Played by Roger Howard. We get Zora, played by Joanna Cassidy, and then Pris, Daryl Hannah. And they were all made between 2016, I think, 2017. Uh, yeah. Well, they're one of them was like 2017. 2016, they're the combat model. For which one? Uh, well, that was Roy Batty, is the combat model, optimum self sufficiently, uh, self sufficiency, uh, probably the leader. Zora's trained for off world. Kick murder squad. Kick murder squad. <laughs> uh, for Whoa, an that's murder a, squad. That's a cartoon I would have watched as a kid. Doesn't goes, that sound like a Saturday morning cartoon? Talk about Beauty and the Beast. She's both. Oh <laughs> man. And the fourth skin job is Pris, basic pleasure model. Oh yeah. Boy, she, she was she was laying it on later when they're at Sebastian's little apartment. She was laying it on him pretty thick. Yeah. Um I, want I mean, Daryl Hand, nineteen eighty-two era. Daryl, that's a good. That's a good-looking woman. That's a good-looking replicant right there. Yeah, until she painted her face white and, and like, the black eyes. Yeah, and did that. I was like, okay, that's weird. But it's weird that she's the pleasure model, but the other one is an exotic dancer. Yeah, that right. doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, the the off-world kick murder squad leader is is uh, a dancer. <laughs> I guess all that kicking. Maybe it's a burlesque dancer, so she needs all those kicks. That's. Yeah. Okay. So we got we meet our our villains. Um, so he says there's a there's a new Nexus Six, one of these new ones, right, over at the Tyrell Corp. So I want you to go over there, you, you know, try the test on it because you need to be able to see how they operate before you go and try to catch the dangerous ones, right? We need you to trial run, figure out what you're doing, get your shit together. Sort of lame. That's like the only way they can figure them out by like sitting down and having an interview. Like, hey, come to my podcast and uh, yeah, right, right. interview you for a <laughs> well, little I bit. Well, I mean, once they pick you up one-handed and throw you through a wall or something, you'd be like, you know what? I bet you might be a replicant. Yeah, just, <laughs> they'll just smash your head. Like, That's oh, right. yeah, sure. Like, oh, you go first. Smash, smash. them. If you can throw a grown human being through a wall with just one hand, you might be a replicant. <laughs> <laughs> If your eyes glow in the dark, <laughs> you might My be a replicant. <laughs> if you don't know what a turtle looks like, you might be a replicant. If you heard of an off-world kick murder squad, <laughs> you're definitely a replicant. If you are a baby Van Dam that just got born out of an incubator, 
You might be Ripken. <laughs> oh, okay, jumping movies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's a power driver. Oh, man. I would see if we can get Van Damme versus David Spade in one. Let's see how that plays out. Oh, okay. No, I, no, no, I mean in a movie. Like, I want to see the two of them fight. Not I can make those clips so, happen. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. We'll get that next time. Get that next time. So, uh, I do like the shots. Like, again, it's Ridley Scott that directed the same guy that did the first Alien. So, like, the mm-hmm. shots of, like, the cities, uh, the flying cars through the city, even the buildings. Like, the Tyrell Court building is, like, a weird, almost kind of pyramid-looking thing. I don't know. It's really cool. Like, I guess he's, he's uh, like... Uh, Fucking, uh, how am I blinking on this guy? Burton, where we talk about, doesn't matter, we need the shot, right? We need that iconic shot. Oh, sure. Uh, he's he's big into that, like Ridley Scott. Uh, a lot of cool stuff there. So this is where we meet Sean Young. She's playing Rachel. And there's a like an owl flying through. He's like, is it artificial? She's like, of course it's artificial. Nobody has a real owl. So I think in the book, didn't they say the owls are the first to go? I was like, that was birds, the first thing to go. For some of the first to go. To go be extinct, yeah. So yeah, you can always tell like, it always showed its eye being uh well but that in way. the in the book the owl was real. At the time at the corp? Yeah, at the corp. It was real because he wanted mm. to trade it for helping them or something or they offered him uh to let Chris help or something and mm-hmm. then in exchange he would get to keep the owl. Get to keep the real but owl. Then they were like but if the, if you breed it we get the offspring shit like that cuz okay. it's a female. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's 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 weird how much that's like brought up again like in the world, it's already commonplace, so the book, nor the movie, really explain it to you at all. They just act like that's just the norm now, um, and how much status symbols actual animals are. Uh, so, yeah, the owl's fake, and then, so Mr. Tyrell's like, well, yeah, the Nexus 6 is around, but try it on Rachel first. I want to see the test on a human. Like, I want to see a, a failed test. A baseline. Yeah. So he sits down with Rachel and is asking her questions. Um... And what was it like? Yeah, you find a pornographic picture, and she's like, "Is this testing if I'm a replicant or a lesbian?" And your husband hangs it up. Well, why would he do that? You know, I, I should be I enough should for him. Be enough for him. <laughs> yeah. You're reading a magazine. You come across a full-page nude photo of a girl. Is this testing whether I'm a replicant or a lesbian, Mr. Deckard? Just answer the questions, please. <laughs> yeah, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts, ma'am. Um, so she gets done. And uh, so, yeah, Tyrell asks Rachel to leave the room so he can talk to Deckard one-on-one. And he's like, yeah, she's a replicant, but she doesn't know it. How's And he goes, how long, or what usually takes about 20 questions to figure it out, but it took over 100 with Rachel. Her, yeah. Um, and the reason is because now part of the Nexus 6 is they've been implanting memories in them as well. So they have, they have a memories of growing up. They feel like they've lived a whole life and not just four years. So that kind of makes him even more dangerous. So now we are uh, we go to this apartment, right? We're searching this apartment, and there's like a scale, not like a weight scale, but like an animal scale. That's I don't know. I don't know if it was off a snake, fish, something, right? There's this little scale he puts in a bag. Yeah, he just goes into this bathroom, and I it's hard to see exactly what's down there. It looks like blood, maybe there's something then- in the tub, right? He, like, picks and, something up, and it's the shape of, like, a guitar, a very thin guitar pick. Sort of, yeah, but it's... Uh, Almost uh, like a pearl kind tiny, of... Yeah, but it's, like, the size of his fingertip or something. It's really yeah. tiny, really. Very Even smaller thin. than the guitar picks I use, which is hard to do. Yeah. I use some pretty tiny guys. Nick's guitar pick, that's what it was. It, it was my mm-hmm. guitar pick, yeah. Well, I would, 
It's like, I'll play with this later. I leave those everywhere, dude. I mean, he's a guitar player. It's like you pull your laundry out, and there's guitar picks in the dryer, and just fucking picks everywhere. You need dude. a pick. I'll get you a oh, pick. Oh, yeah, you need a pick. <laughs> I'll get you a pick. With nail polish. Just show, put your hand in the, <laughs> put your hand in the, uh, the couch there. You'll find three. Probably. Hell, I probably dropped two off since I got here. Um, all right, so... Edward James almost this he makes a little origami man. I think this is where he makes the man. A stick. It was a little like stick a figure match guy. Stick. And uh, also some photos and like a drawer, like a dresser drawer or something. They find a bunch of photos. And so wait, he, where where are they at that they're looking at finding all this? Stuff? I think they're at Leon's apartment. The guy from the beginning, the guy that shot the interviewer, the other Blade Runner. How did they know where he lived? Uh, it was on the the recording that he did on the interview. He oh, you get his address. He's like, oh, is that a nice oh, place? He was right. like, yeah, I suppose. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so they I knew mean, where. And he even made a statement. He's like, I know he's not going to be there, but we got to ch- It's our only lead that we have. Okay. All we so, know yeah, so far is we stuff. know this guy for sure is one of the ones we're looking for. And also, he killed the dude. So, yeah. Yeah. He might be a robot. We can, we can judge dread him. We don't, we don't need to trial and jury and all that. We can just take him out on the spot. We know this guy's a bad guy. Right. We need to retire him. He, we need to retire or forced retirement, as they say. No watch, no, uh, no pension, no pension, nothing. Just a hole <laughs> on the chest. Your four hundred one k gets surrendered. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, they get the photos. Then we cut to uh, Rugger Hauer and Leon are talking. He's like, "Did you get your photos?" He's like, "No, there were people there. Were they cops?" And he like sheepishly nods, like, "Oh fuck, now the cops are onto us. This isn't good." Uh, so they go into this place because they're out t- walking on the street here, and they go into the iWorks. Right? There's a door that says like iWorks on it or something, and this is where we find friend of the show James Hong playing ah. Hannibal Chu. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have that in here. Sound clip? Huh? <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. Um, who are these people? <laughs> who are these? Of yours? Replicants of yours? <laughs> this really pisses me off to no end. Uh, ah. Yeah, you heard me. So they do hassle him a bit, and they find out, like, he's been making eyes. So he goes, oh, yeah, I made your eyes. And he's like, oh, if you have seen the things that I have seen with your eyes. You and Nexus, huh? I designed your eyes. Sure. If only you could see what I've seen with your eyes. I mean, Roger Howard gets some cool fucking lines in this movie. So, uh, yeah, you've got to go to the Terrell Court, but it's hard to get in there. So you have to meet this guy named J.F. Sebastian. He can get you in there. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Well, and now you're dead. Yeah. So Wait, does off- he kill? He kills Chew. He kills Hannibal Chew. I know they take off his jacket. He's like, oh, I, I, oh yeah, because he has a special jacket with all these like hoses going to it, and I guess that's like his heating jacket because it's like, yeah, it's a I guess to make eyeballs, you need to be in sub zero freezing. I guess so. Temperatures. Interesting. So cold. So cold. So cold. Uh, so yeah, now we cut. Deckard gets back to his place, and Rachel's in his apartment. Oh, uh-huh. or no, I mean at the building. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because she follows him up to his apartment. Freaks him out real good too. Yeah, kind of. Well, wouldn't you? Like, Who the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's you with the bangs. <sighs> yeah, with the super bangs. Holy crap! I guess it was the eighties. You needed those things to like. It's only the beginning of the eighties. I know. I mean, the eighties. It's two thousand nineteen, son. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so she wants to prove that she's human, right? She's like, I had this picture of me as a little girl. And how it goes, oh, yeah, and how about the memory of this? And how about this memory? And how about this one that you never told any about? How, how do you think I know all this shit? Because those are like his niece's memories, actually, and he just gave them to you. 
But then he's like, oh, okay, it was a bad joke. Okay, I made okay, a bad yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, it was, Take it bad, easy. I was bad. just kidding. You're bad, totally not a replicant. Oh, don't cry. Are you crying? Ah, oh, now you're crying. God. Oh, oh. You want a drink? I'll get you a yeah. drink. Uh, get a glass. So he went, he goes to wash a glass and make her a drink, and she just walks out because, you know. That, Typical bachelor, too, doesn't have a bunch of uh, Doesn't have ready glasses glass. ready? Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go in there and wash a cup. Does she hear me washing this? I want to make a thing. I've got, I've got them ready also, to go. Also, 2019, and you don't have a dishwasher? Dude, come on. Come, come on, on, man. man. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I mean, she, that, that's got to be a heavy load to handle. Yeah, like all these memories aren't real. This whole thing's a lie. I'm actually a robot. So you know, she leaves. She doesn't like throw a fit. She she just like, I got to go deal with this. Yeah, you know, she's got some processing to do. So then we meet Pris, who's Daryl Hannah, and I'm guessing uh, she's homeless or something. She like goes into an alley and lays down amongst the garbage like she's the girlfriend from Back to the Future 2. Yes. Just alley garbage. A little nod, <laughs> A little maybe? dust of the cat there. <laughs> and uh, she's there, and uh, she gets startled awake by this guy who introduces himself as J.F. Sebastian. Just the guy we needed. How convenient. And she, like, slips and smashes his window, his car window. Yeah, she, like, runs right into it. Uh, yeah, um, which, you know, because she's, Strong, so it would do that. Also, she doesn't feel anything because she's a replicant. I'm strong. Um, but that was not supposed to happen. So Daryl Hannah, like, slipped and fell into it and broke the window. Oh, and, really? Like, fucked her elbow up bad. Like, legit injuries. Good. Well, I mean, not good, good that she got hurt, but I'm like... <laughs> yeah, fuck Daryl Hannah's elbow. Yeah, fuck her. No, I like when that happens. If something, ha- like we were talked about on Back to the Future, to Back to the Future, just regular Back to the Future, was it... <laughs> We watch all three of them, or just did we watch? Yes, we watched all three. You were oh, there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like three years ago, where they uh, it was like Bojo, and yeah. then they fly into the courthouse. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah. You said that, that was, was like the a second take. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that dude flies into the post. Listen, if I, if we fuck up and it looks good, you better fucking use that take. Well, yeah, I mean, broke my goddamn elbow. Right, you can't redo that. Fucking a. Now the el- now the window's gone. Well, it wasn't a fake window. We don't have more fake windows. You Bojo. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Okay, so he is like, you can come inside because you live in this building because it's an abandoned building, which a lot of places are, even in the book. Um, so that kind of fits. And he goes, no, I've got, I've got my little companions with me. He does, he builds robots, not like lifelike replicant. Companions. But yeah, he just, like, one of them looks like a nutcracker almost, and one was a penguin or something. Yeah, my know, friends. Just, yeah, he's, when I'm always walks into the walls. Yeah, they just walk up and like, hey, welcome home. And he goes, this is uh, my friend I just met. And they're like, yeah. I make dude, friends. We don't they're toys. Care. They're my yeah. friends are toys. I make them. It's a hobby. I'm a genetic engineer. Yeah, for the Tyrell Corporation. You know what that is? No. Yoo-hoo, home again. <laughs> I know him from, uh, he was in... True Blood, I think. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of True Blood. I think like only the a couple seasons. The Sheriff. I remember him from the Bob Newhart show. He was the guy that's, I'm Bob, this is my brother Daryl, and this is my other brother Daryl. He was the one that had two brothers named Daryl. My brother Daryl. My other brother Yeah, Darryl. that's how we always introduced him. Like, this is my brother Daryl, this is my other brother Daryl. <laughs> it was like the running gag of the show. Anyway, so... Yeah, the the little the little robots don't give a fuck. They just march back off. Uh, we cut to Deckard is looking at the photos, right? He's like, "Enhance." Got to be something with these photos. And then there's an image of a unicorn for some reason. He has like a daydream about a unicorn just running in the woods. 
Yeah, well, I don't get that part, but doesn't there was... really make any sense. But then I guess at one point, doesn't Edward James almost make it... a, a origami unicorn? Yeah, so I don't exactly. know if those tie together somehow. Like he knew that the guy knew or something. Yeah, I don't know what the unicorn dreams about while he's looking at these photos. But yeah, he totally does the enhanced. Except he doesn't have to type. He talks to his fucking viewfinder thing. Enhanced 224, 176. Yeah, whatever part. Enhance, stop, move in. Yeah, rotate this. Pull out, track right, stop. Center in, pull back, stop. Track 45 right, stop. Oh, you're actually reading this. That's what he says. I mean, it's quite a... And it goes on for a while. I mean, there's a lot of instructions. It's not like those where he just magically sees it and we do movie magic and now he's got to figure it out. But it's weird how he can, like, enhance and it doesn't get fuzzy. He can enhance really well and then almost, like, turn and get a different viewpoint inside the picture somehow. (laughs) But, like, so in this picture of a body in the tub, there's, like, a reflection in the mirror that he ends up finally getting the face and Mm. printing off the enhanced zoomed-in part of this face that was in the mirror of the picture. And it wasn't even clear at all. It was, like, way blurry. Yeah, it was, like, blurry when he printed it. Give me a hard copy of that. Yeah. I mean, fucking future technology, dude. This is better than the fucking Russian tech from Black Eagle, where they take a Polaroid of you and all of a sudden know your whole backstory. know everything about you, (laughs) yep. Just put that in your uh, scanner and... So enhance. Yeah, then he goes to another street vendor and hands her the scale and uh she runs it under the microscope and is like, Oh, it's from a snake, but it's not real. Like here's a serial number on it. It's made by so and so right over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He happens to be right next door. Go yeah, ahead, just like up. right around the corner. Fucking finest quality and our little futuristic Aladdin bazaar looking thing that's going on in the streets for some reason. His name is Abdul Ben Hassan. Abdul Ben Hassan. So then he goes in there and he harasses that guy a little bit. Has to rough him up a little. Yep. You know, to find out who who does number two work for? No, uh, who did you sell the snake to? So then we know uh, we, we, we this guy named Taffy Lewis who runs this bar. All right, so now we're at the bar talking to Taffy Lewis who realizes he's being, being talked to by the cops, right? He's like, okay, I bought a fucking snake, dude. It'll be snakes in the act, like... I got receipts for it. It was a fucking legit. I don't understand what your problem is here. But here, let me get you all liquored up. Starts buying him drinks and shots. And so uh, he gets kind of drunk and ends up calling Rachel and asks her to come down to join him at the Gotta bar. Gotta come down. This guy's a great guy. Dude, I got Taffy Lewis here. He's just buying me shots. Robotic snakes. She's just great. You love it. She's like, yeah, that's not my type of scene and hangs up on him. And then it's like, <laughs> damn, dude. You're drunk. Yeah. Dude, go home. You're drunk. You're drunk dialing a fucking robot to come to the bar with you. Like, you need to fucking hang it up, Who buddy. You down? Who turns you down? Right. You you creeped out a machine that doesn't even have emotions. That's how creepy you are. It fucking smell it. You were Indiana Jones and Han Solo. How are you this desperate? Fucking come on, Harrison Ford. Come on, man. Jesus, Murphy. That's that's continuity error right there. And there's no way, no way a woman's gonna turn down Harrison Ford call and say, hey. Come down to this bar and meet me here. We're getting free drinks. Any woman would. Hell, I would do it. No, no woman would me to Harrison Ford. Would me to Harrison Ford? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if he was ever a me tooer, but I don't think he ever was. He didn't need to Harvey Weinstein. He didn't need to abuse. His he Harrison, was Harrison. He's Harrison Ford. fucking Ford. He would look at them and they go, "Yep, yeah, we're doing this." 
That's like uh, George Harrison giving up his wife over to Eric Clapton. He's like, yeah. dude, I'm George Harrison. Yeah. I'll have, I'll have more. Yeah, yeah right. I g- hey, you want to play my wedding? He's like, sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Friends, a uh, friend in needs a friend indeed, man. Swingers, man. Sharing guitars and wives. That's right. <sighs> the 70s. What a time. <laughs> Good times. What a time. Uh, all right, so... He gets shot down, has some more drinks, but then he like puts on this really silly nerd voice because Zora's got the snake that that the scale came off. Well, of. yeah, he sees that they're about to start a show, and uh, or she's just finishing up, right? Because he follows her back to the dressing room and says he's with some bureau that. Excuse me, Miss Salam, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm from the American Federation of uh, Variety Artists. Yeah, something, and then he ends up going. Actually, I lied. I'm actually from this. Have you ever been mistreated? You have to do anything. Uh, can you show me on Uncomfortable the doll? Or, yeah, basically. Did you have? Did you have to blow anybody for this job? Maybe a reach around. Maybe a Remy. Have you had to do anything? Uh, were any salads tossed in the procuring of this job? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, so she showers up while he's in there talking to her, and, and we get some. We, some we, nip. Do, we do get some nip. Which is that? That's not first nip in the rewatch, is it? No. Uh, I don't. No, know. Lebowski has some nips. Right. If you right. count Alien uh, through the shirt. You gotta, no, you we don't count well, that. Yeah, the Tic Tacs I don't think count. The, <laughs> I mean, the nipples. The M- nipples M- were M- about M- to cut that shirt in half. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Well, uh, uh, me and mine were watching it the other me day. Me and mine. <laughs> me and mine. And I went. I got up to take a quick leak, and then I came back. She's all like, oh, you missed titties. I'm like, no! Rewind! Rewind! I, have to, I, have to, I need notes on it. I have to re- what if I, I, I miss something? I know what they look like. They weren't bad. Way to go, Joanna Cassidy. Um, yeah, because her costume was basically like gold sequins directly on her skin that she just showered off. Yeah, it rents right off. And I thought, man, that would get expensive night after night. Right? That show. Yeah. Gotta have some sort of catch so that they can, you know, she can oh, wash it off. a little strainer in the drain? Oh, and yeah. just let them dry out and put them on again for tomorrow night's performance. <laughs> they don't hey, go bad. Then you remove them, then they're clean. That's right. That's right. There you go. Um, so, yeah, she, he's like, hey, is this a real snake? Just casually talking to her because he's obviously not there to deal with the snake that he has a scale of. He's there to make sure she didn't get diddled. Right. Um, she's like, yeah, would I be in a place like this if that was a real snake? Come on. Come uh, on. Come on. So she's catching on that he's not who he says he is. Like, she hits him in the gut and knocks him over and goes running. And she puts on, like, the weirdest, like, rigid-looking plastic. plastic top and then a see-through raincoat. That's made out of a shower curtain liner, basically. <laughs> um, and just goes running down the street, and he chases after her, uh, fires a few times, finally. But we get a really cool shot, pardon the pun, of when she's going, when she's getting hit and flying through all, like, all these glass oh, yeah. barriers that are there, like one after another, after another, after another. Like, she's tearing these things like the Blues Brothers mall chase, like just fucking crashing through everything. Um and it was really cool. I, I thought it looked with her jacket and then the glass and everything. It was just, it made for a cool looking shot. But yeah, she just kept getting up and instinctually and like running, trying just to go to, on, try to just, get away. I mean, he had to shoot her a few times before she finally went down. Yeah, why do they have blood? Because uh, they've got to pass for humans. So if they're somewhere and they get a cut on their arm or something like they just same as a Terminator, they have blood. You know, yeah. they don't need it. I mean, maybe if it, they like mention, oh yeah, it's like their oil system, you know, so. Mm. Our, I don't know why do Transformers need to piss. Transformers need to piss. We talked about that in the first Transformers movie. Someone pisses on John Turturro. I, I don't. One of the yeah. Transformers fucking pisses on the Jesus. 
Well, it's probably leaking uh, brake fluid or... Oh, no, it wasn't... It was intentional. I mean, I'm sure it was brake fluid or transmission fluid or whatever, but it was like an intentional, no, I am pissing on your head. Yeah. Transformers. Yeah, man. Well, it's the Tesseract or whatever. What's that the- was... Uh, that was Captain America. What was the thing? <laughs> what was the thing in Transformers well, they were looking box, for? Right, it's a square glowing box that made the yeah. What was that? Was it also the Tesseract? Probably. It sounds right. All right, here we go. Uh, let's no, see. no, no, no. This should be a chance to win. Oh, okay. That's right, listeners. First one to email the rewatch party at gmail.com or fucking tweet tweet at us. That's how Manny won the Big Lebowski thing. Carrier pigeon. Yeah, whatever. However you get it here to Austin, let us know what the thing was called in the Transformers. They're, they're a special cube. Um, okay, so anyway, a cool thing about this, though, was since we had, or at least the one I let you borrow, was the final cut. The final cut! Because there's a theatrical release, and then they found another print that was released as the director's cut in, like, the late 90s, and it wasn't. On Ridley Scott was like, no, that wasn't. That was just, like, another... Fucking whatever. Another version that we weren't satisfied with, blah, blah, blah. So then the final cut came out, and that's actually him sitting down and doing, like, the the director's cut. So they're, like, multiple different versions of this movie. Have you seen any other alternate versions? Uh, no, I think this is the only one I've seen. But uh, for this one, they actually reshot this scene of her going through the glass. Really? So it was, like, 25 years later, she had to put the costume back on and reenact... The whole thing. And so it's pretty cool that they were able to redo it so well. Well, I mean, so if I was directing it, I would like to see her in that again. In that costume again? <laughs> Hell, <laughs> like, that still fits. Hey, so what are, what are you doing later? Yeah. Hey, you want uh, to get diddled for a dancing gig or what? Diddled for dancing <laughs> gig. Yeah. Anyway. Great song. <laughs> it does sound like a song title. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting bit of thing. So... The cops show up, you know, M.M. at Walsh and Edward James Olmos. Like, oh, sweet, you got one. Three to go, right? No. No, he said four to go. Four to go. Or, I don't know, he says the wrong number. And he's like, no, there's still three out there. But, but yes, correct him, there's three out there. And so he starts walking away, and Leon grabs him, the, the guy from the beginning, the one whose apartment they were at with the pictures, and starts beating the fuck out of him. Um, but Rachel ends up blasting him, saving the day. Yeah, he comes up to him. He's like, how old am I? The guy's like, I don't know. He's like, my birthday was April 10th, 2017. How long do I live? Four years. More than you. <laughs> yep. More than you, which I guess, well, that's a pretty good threat. Guy, yeah, got it. And he also says that whole painful, painful to live in fear. Painful living fear, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Well, it won't be for long. Well, uh, they don't. Nothing. Well, yeah, they also mention in the beginning how. They are emotionless, but they are starting to develop emotions. And so if they're mm. feeling pain or fear. Yeah, like they don't feel physical pain ever. But like if they have memories, then they're like Rachel's memories are actually Tyrell's nieces. Right. So I'm sure she has memories of this that girl being sad or happy or whatever. So she's like in there somewhere. She back to it. has something, I guess, to draw off of. Like she doesn't. Herself experience something. Oh, I'm going to cry now. Although when she finds out she's a robot, she does need to leave. Like needs to go deal with that. So I guess there is something in there for them to drill, uh, draw from. 
Yeah. What I got okay. is that uh, they implemented the four-year lifespan from the Tyrell Corporation because that's when they start building all those memories, oh. and that's where the emotional response like then is triggered from. Yeah, like the database gets to be like big enough for them to pull from. I think there was a line in there. I don't remember what. So it was. when you're in the off world, which is like the new world, right, where everybody's living now. Sure. Or that's where you go to fight Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Right. The off world there, <laughs> and you have like a slave. They're one of your slaves, or sex uh-huh. robot, or something. Oh, I'm sure all of the above. They can yep. plow plow your field, and then you plow their field if you know. What I'm so saying. let's say you, you have to buy them, right? You go to the Tyrell. Sure. Corp you go. And you you go them. down to the corner store, and you get yourself a Red Bull or, and you know, a fucking you replicant. You can order them online and get two day shipping, and right, then they right. come up, and then four years later they die. Um. You know, do, do you have to buy a new one? I'm sure. Yeah. Or do they give you like half off or something? If, or if there's a membership, if there's if you're an Amazon Prime <laughs> member, in. you can get <laughs> get a discount on your next Nexus Six. Or if it's like Apple, you know, you can trade in your iPhone 10 for the next and get get that towards your iPhone 11. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or you know, you turn it. Yeah, turn in your old one so they can recycle the battery. At least they last or longer. Or the core than... charge when you get a new car battery. You know, there's always there's always yeah. something when you turn the old one in. At least these robots uh, last longer than your n- normal cell phone. You get about. I know, right? They do. You get twice the lifespan out of a fucking physical being than you do out of the cell phone. And I bet you, I bet they have access. Like you could ask them, "Hey, Rachel, Google, blah 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 blah." Like oh, you know, yeah. just like you yell out to Siri or Alexa. Yeah, and you hey. can't fuck your iPhone. You, I mean, I'm sure there's an Not app for yet. that. <laughs> there's got to be an app for that somehow, right? You Bluetooth your pocket pussy, and I, right. I don't even know how those work. Do, you, like, do they pump? I don't know how those. I'm sure somebody's figured I, I it out. I don't know how Fleshlight works, but I imagine I that you can control it with your phone, right? Sure. Yeah, God, I was, did we ne- talk about that? Never put a machine over my cock. The you. eyeballs or the eye, whatever the oh, the, the sex machine. the sex app thing we talked about at the Big Trouble Little China thing. The eye testicle. The eye testicle. Oh, right. the meatball thing. Yeah, the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> New from Apple eyeballs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. She. Where the fuck are we talking about? Well, Leon is about Bluetooth to... pocket pussies. Okay, so Rachel Leon blows about, away Leon. Yeah, about to, he was about to kill homeboy, and she fucking shoots him in the back. And uh, so now we're back at his place, and what she if they shot. What if they shot? Uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford. In the yeah, face? you forgot Harrison Ford. I don't know his name. Deckard. Deckard. Oh, you mean his name? Yeah. What if they shot me in the face? What if they shot me in the face? Well, that's a risk I was willing to take. Actually, no, dude. Shot you in the face. <laughs> Uh, I'm a robot. I don't miss. So there's that. Ah, okay. Good. Okay. So they back, go back to his place and she's like, still trying to wrap her head around it all. Right. And she's like, are you going to, are you going to come for me? And he goes, no, because I want to bang you. So obviously I'm not going to do that, but somebody will. Yeah. He just is like, you, I owe you, you saved my life. Uh, somebody would hunt you. Sorry. Well, because she left the Tyrell, like she's now rogue. Like if, if she stays, if you do what you're supposed to do, you're not rogue, you're not a problem, they don't care. It's when you go rogue that they have to retire you. Well, even though, even so, like, she should have been illegal, right? Like, they don't have those replicants on Earth at all. Uh, Right? I think it's just the ones that did the fucking revolution on Outworld or Otherworld or whatever. That's how I understood it. Because, I mean, it's the Tyrell Corp. They make them. They're made there. She was made there. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, we but got. They're like they have we, to be shipped. We to got them the around the world. shop because they're made here at the shop. So whatever. Because even the his lieutenant guy was like, "Yeah, they've got one over at Tyrell Corp. Go test it on her first. So they knew about her. Interesting. Okay. 
But she hasn't gone rogue. Well, now she has. But, you know, at the time, she was just doing her little servitude like she's supposed to, like a good little robot. And so... We don't know how old she is, right? No. I don't know that they ever said that. Okay. Um, so he starts to kind of pass out because he's drinking straight vodka. Just got a handle of it, pours it into the cup. Like, why even do the cup? We were talking about this at uh, the first Back to the Future when she's drinking during dinner. Like, she pours the fucking vodka bottle straight into the coffee mug to make it seem like she's not a lush, but you're still just drinking straight vodka for dinner. Like, So he's doing that, and he kind of starts to pass out, but she's playing the piano, and he's like, oh, you play so well. Or you play beautifully. You play beautifully. You play beautifully. And you know he's just wondering, like, what those hands can do to my organ. Yeah. Say kiss me. Yeah. That's where it got a little creepy. Because, yeah, they... they uh, got a little rapey. They, make out, they start making out. And she gets no, up. it's not rapey because it's two consenting adults. One okay, might well, be a robot, but this consent no, there. No, 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 that's not the part I'm talking about. They were, oh, they that's were right. Kissing. She tries to leave and he, she like, gets, slams the door. <laughs> that's right. It is grabs a, her by it the face. It does and actually like, get a bit rapey. He's like, because he grabs her. He's like, say, say kiss me. Say kiss me. She's like, kiss me. say you want me. I want you. Again. Yes, you got to say it a few times. Say it three times, and then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a. It, this goes beyond, you know, like in the in the eighties and stuff, where men were man, and as always, she tries to put up a fight, and he grabs her by the arms, and it's like just be. He's just being manly, and then they end up making out, and that's how the hero always gets the girl in the movies yeah, or whatever. It's basically, right? baby, it's cold outside. Yes, right. Except he's not drugging her drink. He's just, and also she's. That's tw- not in the song. She's, what you put in this drink? Yeah, maybe it's cold outside. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, there's a line about what you do to this drink. Yeah. Or what you put in this drink. <laughs> it's peppermint schnapps, bitch. It's just peppermint schnapps and <coughs> <Ruby. laughs> <laughs> Um No, but yeah, this it, this goes well beyond the I'm being a man and showing you how much you want me. This is like, but she's like twice as strong as him. So when he steps between her and the door, guess what, motherfucker? You're going through the door. And then I'm going to walk through the like, yeah, I don't sweat you. I'm going to break your dick. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but. like that thing? Yeah. (laughs) I hope you don't, not attach to your dick because you're not going to be anymore. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she goes with it because again, he's fucking 1982 Harrison Ford. I mean. That's right. I'm fresh from Star Wars. Uh, well, I don't know all the Indiana Jones years. Was this like between Temple and then the Last Crusade? I'll, I'll find out. He yeah. has been he has been Indiana Jones at least once for sure, um, and has been Han Solo I think all three times. So I mean, he's a big deal. Raiders of the Lost Ark eighty one. Oh, so he'd only been this is before Temple of Doom then. So this is Temple of Doom was eighty four. Either way, he has still because first Star Wars was seventy seven, wasn't it? The eighties were good to Harrison Ford. (laughs) Jesus, Harrison Ford, man, late seventies into eighties, you couldn't keep him out of movies. But look at him; I mean, he's scruffy nerf herder. He's such a scruffy nerf herder. You know, he was a carpenter, really, and he worked for like directors and actors. Like he worked in Hollywood as a carpenter, and I think he was like building someone's deck in their backyard. When they're like, "You ever been to movies?" No, I work with wood for a living. Yeah, well, you're giving me wood, so you need to get on screen. <laughs> That's like the dream everybody has. I know, right? Like, like you're, oh, we're just doing our normal thing, and some producer's like, you look like you could be in the movie. You got the goods. And well, you end up on a casting yeah, like, couch. You're, <laughs> oh, that black couch has seen that some things. That deck happened to be Weinstein's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Ooh, man. I mean, yeah, if Harris Ford's a good-looking dude, man. Got uh, that right. Happens to be a good actor as well, conveniently. That did work out. They aren't always, but he uh, was able to to handle both. Up until, I don't know, I think late 90s he kind of started to slip it. I had, you know, like Air Force One and shit. I just never gave a fuck. Yeah, neither did I. I don't, I don't. I didn't give a fuck about Harrison Ford much anymore. Even in the new Star Wars, he's not even that great. Well, I mean, you know, he... An old man. Made it a bit into the first one of the new Star Wars and kind of got stabbed and thrown off a fucking... Yeah. What were those called? Little walkways that are way up in the air for no reason? Catwalks. I guess, yeah. Why are the, why are catwalks in Star Wars always so incredibly high? Like the one that Luke jumps off of after he loses his hand and finds out Vader's his dad. Like, why you just have a catwalk and a giant fucking vertical tunnel that goes thousands of feet? You know, when I build them, I don't do that. I well, like to build why sterile, would you? I mean, stair, uh, spiral staircases. Right, huge safety hazards. There's no way that that railing is OSHA approved. There's no way. <laughs> There's no tow rail at the Sp- bottom of it. Space OSHA is gonna fucking have <laughs> yeah. a field day Spocia. with that. Spocia. <laughs> you got uh, so many violations. You know what? We're just gonna have to blow this Death Star up and start over again. There's no- <laughs> <laughs> make That's it look like a fire. Yeah. That's actually the alternate uh, history of Star Wars. Yeah, it's it act- wasn't. It wasn't Luke doing it. It was OSHA. Yeah, they weren't the Rebel of, uh, Alliance. They were actually Sosha. Spocia. 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 <laughs> Sosha sounds like Sammy the Borat actor, Sosha Baron Cohen. Sosha. <laughs> They're nice. I like. Um, he wishes he was in Star Wars. Okay, so yeah, he forces himself on her, and she decides to go with it, luckily for him, because she could have ripped him apart, but they totally fuck. And now he's fucked a robot. I mean, where does the line go? Where Where's the line? I mean... The romosexual. Romo, robosexuals? Wasn't there a fucking whole Futurama thing about robosexuals? Yeah, well, he thought... And humans can't marry Ross because the girl and Bender try to marry, and then it's like, what's the next? Marrying animals and all sorts of shit. Yeah. But yeah, robosexual was a was a thing. I mean, if it's in Futurama, it's got to be true. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now we get to the thing you're talking about where Pris, like, goes full white face. Yeah. And then, like, just the black stripe across, almost like a, like a Ninja Turtle bandana. Yeah. But painted on. And then just keeps doing, like, handsprings. Yeah. All over the place, just doing cartwheels and handsprings, and is that what they're called? Handsprings. I was never a gymnast because she's not right. flipping. She's doing, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Sebastian's, you know, sitting there at his work table with all those fucking weird robot companions, and he's working on his shit and sleeping. And he has uh, Benjamin Button, di- or no, he has Jack disease, where his he ages too fast. Thuzelas syndrome. Yeah. So he's not as old as he looks. That's funny because she's she's all like. You know, how old are you? He's like 25. And the girlfriend's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No way. And then he explains this. They're like, oh, okay. My glands, they grow old fast. Yeah. That's when they're like, they kind of bond a bit or at least manipulate him. Like, yeah. we're, we're very he, much alike. He thinks that they're bonding for sure. But then all of a sudden, Rugger Howard shows up. And like, super power move here. Just walk, like, fucking kisses her hard. Like, tongue kisses her right in front of him. It's like, yeah, you thought you were getting somewhere? <laughs> no, this is my girl. Well, we could share. Yeah, because she like is still being flirty with him, and obviously, Drugger Howard doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, so he's he's obviously polyamorous. Maybe he's open to some stuff. He's into some cuckolding. Yeah, I mean, cuckolding. Some cuckolding. <laughs> I don't. You must yeah. must be the only one that gets that. Suck it, cuckold. Yeah, the famous yeah. bird. <laughs> what? A cuckold. The cuckold, the cuckold clock. 
That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe they're doing three-way. Cuckold! Yeah, maybe it's not a, I'm going to sit back here and watch. It's a three-way. It could be part of the lifestyle. It could be, yeah. I mean... Who knows? It's 2019. We don't know what they're. We yeah. don't know what the future entails. It, it, I mean, sexuality is just blossomed, and anything goes. You know what? What happens between three consenting adults and some robots stays between those three consenting adults and those robots. That's right. Because you know that little nutcracker looking motherfucker's getting in on it. Yeah, he loves to watch there with the, the dildo. <laughs> and the penguin is also camera, so he films it. <laughs> for later so jf sebastian has like a whole fucking library of his sex videos i bet i'm sure i can see i mean he seems like he's just a super polite nerdy little engineer guy you know he's a freak engineer in the streets freak in the sheets you know what i mean you i heard him, i heard that, i've yes. heard that about jf sebastian mm-hmm. i mean his initials are jf sebastian okay so yeah the f stands for fucking the F stands for fucking. Yeah, J fucking. J fucking Sebastian. What's the God J stand fucks. for? Just? No, just. Just fucking Sebastian. It's just J. Just J? The like J. It's J. like Homer. The J stands for J. <laughs> J dot F. That reminds me of that meme where, you know, you see him, he's about to find out what his middle name is, and he goes, it's Homer J, and then it opens up, it goes. J. Uh, it says Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, <laughs> It's Ooh. good tabs, good tabs, good memes. Oh, God, the internet. The internet is undefeated. Yes. It's always so good. Um, all right, so they're chatting with Sebastian, and uh, he's like, we can't just go in. Mr. Tyrell's very private, you know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get in there. He's like, well, I'm sure you could uh, find a way. Obviously, you play chess with them. There's some chess going on here. And uh, weird that they're using that because, obviously, they're also doing, like, they're playing mental chess. Yeah. You know, little metaphor there. Right, yeah, and they're playing move by move and... Uh, yeah, like, he makes a move and calls up Tyrell and says what he did, and then, so they each have a board at their house, because Tyrell's, like, a very reclusive, he's a very Howard Hughes-type billionaire guy. So then he has his own board that then he makes that guy's move on and then responds and whatever. They like to do uh, a phone chess. But, I mean, uh, Rugger, Howard, and Pris are doing, like, a mental chess with Sebastian right. to convince him that he wants to take them there, which he's trying to smooth talk Pris is just like putting her arms around him and kissing him on the cheek and just basically pleasure like pleasure model stuff yeah yeah definitely her using her pleasure model skills to convince him that well, what I didn't get at first is that when uh, the Sting Sting character replicant <laughs> um, he moves he moves like he does queen move. right and then yeah. he's all like no fucking uh, bishop takes queen or whatever knight takes queen he's like nope that won't do uh, bishop takes queen or whatever and then they give that move to, mm-hmm. he sends that move over to Tyrell. Because then when Tyrell does his move back, Regner Howard already knows the next move. He's like, and checkmate. So, like, he knew that that was going to. It was a queen sacrifice. That's right. Which is, I mean, that's a big gamble. You don't want to be doing that in chess, but it worked out. So, yeah, they, they convince Sebastian. Basically, Pris gives him this huge boner. He's like, let the boner act like a divining rod to get us to the Tyrell Corporation, and we're all just going to follow. Mm-hmm. And they're in the elevator, and it's kind of cool because the elevator only goes halfway up the building and then stops and calls him, and he has to, like, approve it for that elevator, and that's the only way to get to his suite. I mean, they, they could. why does it have to go ha- halfway? Why don't they do that from, from the beginning? Because, in? I mean, you still got to get into some parts of the building. Okay. 
Could be a utility closet right there at that floor. You don't know? That's where the guy's got to go get his mop every time fucking one of the replicants explodes and leaves (laughs) a mess on the floor. Yeah. So... Wait, do they explode? I have... No, they just expire. They just... just, Yeah. Fall over. Like when your batteries go out of your... Pretty much. Um, All right. So, yeah, they do the, the chess game via the phone to convince him, like, yeah, you might as well just come up here. So they get up there, and so Roy, Rugger Howard's character, Roy Batty, is is talking to him. He's like, so I found out that there's a basically a kill switch, right? And I need you to undo that. And he says, "We, I mean, we can't. Well, how about, have you tried this certain, like, protein strand? Yeah, we've tried that. How about this? Have you tried this? Now nah, we can't do that. Uh, once it's done, it cannot be undone. Sorry, bud. Can't, can't do it. He's like, oh, well, then you're fucking useless and, like, smashes his head and gouges his eyes out. Just fucking just thumps his eyes till they're gone. Just straight smushes him. I've done some questionable things. Yeah, but you've done some great things. No, you're... No, no. Revel no, in really your time. Good. You're really good. Yeah, okay, well, I'm gonna kill you, father. But he says father in a s- certain way where they could... It could be father in the theatrical release, but it's also fucker. Mm-hmm. So they could avoid the whole F-bomb... Yeah, it issue. says right here, I want more life, fucker. Yeah, but he pronounces it so they could also make fucker. it sound like father for the theatrical release. Fucker. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I don't remember hearing him say father. I thought I heard him say I, father. I it sounded like father, yeah. Father. Fucker. 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 Gay Lord Fucker from Meet the Parents. <laughs> I don't know. My bat suit's got nipples, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> My Nexus 6 has nipples, Greg. Can you milk it? <laughs> My pleasure model has nipples. I'll be happy to try to milk I it. I will. Out. Yeah. I don't even care if I get milk out of it or not. I'm going to just. Uh, I'm, nope. gi- I'm donating my Are own. You getting any milk? Nope. Still trying over here. It's a real long process. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm tra- What's that? No, no, I'm nope. still working. Uh, don't come in. Vinegar strokes. I just shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> Holy crap. You just sat there playing with Daryl Hannon's nipples for a long time. You'd, you'd shoot. That's right. Um,. So now Deckard wants to, or he tries to call J.F. Sebastian, right? Try and call, but Pris answers, because she stayed behind. It was just Sebastian and uh, Rugger Howard that went. Mm-hmm. And so she answers and hangs up, and he's like, well, that uh, probably need to look into that. So, all, I mean, also he was told to go talk to the Sebastian guy, so no matter what, he has to go over there. Um. So he's going up, and we do get some cool shots of the building as he's going through this old, dark, abandoned building, and the little toy things are moving around. And she's acting like one. She's sitting there all still, like she's a mannequin or like a robot that's not active right now or something, which I guess she is. Uh huh. Um, so then he gets close to trying to gets, kiss it because he's really used to that right now. Oh, you know? yeah. He's like, he loves pleasure models. Oh, Harrison yeah. Ford tries to kiss it, and it gives him a swift kick. Oh, she starts kicking, and then she starts handspring fighting him, just gymnast fighting all over the place. Arm grab! Hey! <laughs> exactly like that. And uh, she obviously took fighting lessons from David Spade. She does a really, really stupid, worthless move of, like, she does the fish hook in his nose. Yeah. Like, puts her fingers in his nose, and is like... What the fuck is the point of this? Yeah, are you going to smother him with your, your vagina or something? Like, he was, like, really close to it. Like, I thought maybe he was going to bite it or, uh, like, she was going to, like, oh, yeah, let me give, let me, I'm a pleasure mall. That's what I know. Oh, it, yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm just doing what I know. That's right. My dangerous weapon is my labia. Well, it's, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if her 
just just squeeze your face or something? I don't know how that would... Or they just Zora. cover you and suffocate you. Zora is the pleasure model, right? No, Pris, I thought, was a pleasure model. Zora is the... Well, maybe Pris is the kickboxer... What was it? No, that. Pris is from the Tyrell Corporation. Well, they all are. They right. all are, but one was a a kick kick fighting demon champion or what the fuck ever yeah, it was. That and one was a pleasure that model. Off-world kick that mo- was the same one, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Zora is trained for off-world kick murder. Kick murder. And then Pris <sighs> is the pleasure okay, model. Okay, so this is Pris. Okay. And it's weird because she's doing all the handsprings and kicks and the yeah, kick Zora's bo- dead. The kick murder one is the one that was doing strip teases. So they got them backwards, I feel. Mm, but yes. yeah, she's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. A pleasure model, I would imagine, could... Uh, could Form a vaginal seal over your f- nose and mouth and just suffocate you. That's all I, I know. I mean, if there's if there's a way to go, <laughs> that, that, I guess. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> she just kills him with sex. Like, oh my god, just does it. Death by snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo. One way awesome. to go. They're like, uh, they're like, uh, <laughs> spirit is be, willing, but the flesh is, the flesh soft is so and weak. Yeah. yeah, death. They're like, yay. From Snusu. Aww. <laughs> uh, Sebastian comes home and Harrison Ford's laying in his bed and his pelvis is just shattered. <laughs> just sitting the, there like... Uh, but such a look of joy on his face, yeah. He came and went at the same time. That's right. <laughs> Ziggity zing. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you coming or going? Yes. <laughs> and yes. All right, take it easy there. <laughs> All right. Okay, so anyway, she fish hooks his nose, which is definitely a first. We've talked a lot about cunt punting and nut trauma and stuff, but we've never had a nose fish hook. So that's a that's a first on the old rewatch tally list. That's right. Um, so she's then stops doing that instead of I don't know, ripping his nose off his face, choking him, doing any of the robot stuff she can do, and just starts hand springing around again randomly. So he just shoots her. Like, okay, stupid, you had me. Yeah. And you just let me go to go fucking flip around like a gymnast. So, okay, you're dead now. Bye. He just fucking blows her away. Um, And so now it's just down to Roy. It's the last one. Yeah, and and kicks him or something. Speaking of, he happens to come in right at this moment. Like, breaks one or two of his fingers. Oh, right. right. Like, he grabs was- his fucking pink, gets the gun and, like... Well, first of all, he hears him coming in. He like sneaks out to a, like a room and just points out a hallway. And uh, as soon as he sees something move, and he fucking fires, and he's all not like, very sporty to fire on an unarmed opponent. That's right. And then that's when it happens. Oh yeah, because he puts a hole in the wall, right? And then he's like, he just grabs him through the fucking wall, and brings his arm through the wall, fucking snaps his pinky. At least his pinky, if not pinky and ring, and I it's like hanging all weird. It's hanging like Denzel Washington. Have you seen Denzel Washington's pinky? No. Yeah, just Google that real quick. He's got a wonky ass pinky. Um, so that's what he, he gets the Denzel Washington pinky going to him. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to give you a small head start. So you'd better start running here. Right. So. Oh, gross. Yeah. See, it's, it's like, it's hanging literally, all, <laughs> like it's completely bent all fucking weird. Here's a better one. It's oh. all uh, it's like so, he's trying to hold onto a basketball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hanging all weird. So, um, uh, Redger Howard's like, I'm going to give you a head start. And he's like sitting there kind of mourning over Pris for a while. <laughs> it looks like he's always doing a dog doing shadow do- fucking. <laughs> shadow, Jesus. <laughs> All right, go he's ahead. He's just always entertaining kids, you know? <laughs> so he, uh, like, uh, Redger Howard's like his hands start cramping up and you can tell like, it's something's not right. You know, his, his battery is almost out. He, he's, Cause he even says like, uh, not yet, not yet or something. Like he knows it's coming. And so 
he's kind of howling, does some wolf howls as he's he like stab- stalking him. He stabs himself through the hand. What was the oh, purpose right. of he that? Takes, he t- like stigmata style. Uh, is that after it was starting to, because it was like seizing up and making a fist and he couldn't undo it. I so think maybe, that's why. Yeah. And he did it to, and that. Is that why? Just I don't know. Keep it from locking up? I guess. I, I didn't understand the purpose of that. Maybe to feel something? God, yeah, it had to be to something like that. I remember. Feel something. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't feel pain at all. Because she, at one point, like he had a, he was making eggs, but his, instead of a pot, it's like a giant beaker, it looked like, of boiling water with eggs floating in it. She just reaches in there and grabs one and. Doesn't bother Tossed her at it all. To him and, he couldn't, and he couldn't even hold on to it because it was. He was stoked boiling. on it too. He's like, "Oh my god, this oh, is yeah. awesome! Oh my god, I can do so much to her, and she won't even grab feel my it. eggs. <laughs> grab my eggs, but more gentle than that, please. <laughs> please. Um, and use the other hand. That one's <laughs> scalding yeah. hot. That was still scalding hot. Um, okay, so yeah, he's like putting his own head through walls, and like he's playing with him because obviously he knows he's superior and can kill him. So he's like pulling a Michael Myers from Halloween. Like I'm just kind of. Fucking with you right now. Yeah, and at this point, these guys came to Earth because they wanted the answer of how to live, and they've and, got no answer. And they know that there is none. They, and that's it. It's time and to so just kill he's, everybody. He's just like, well, I can feel it happening, so any minute now, I'm just going to die. So, I mean... YOLO! It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right, YOLO. YOL four years. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, YOLO four years. YOLO four years. Yo, um, YOL four. Y- YOL four. <laughs> Yolf. Yolf. Yolfly. Yolfly. There it is. Yolfie. <laughs> Yolfly. Ha- hashtag Yolfie. Um, yeah, but so you would think that would be like, if you were going to die any minute or time out any minute, then why are you fucking toying with this guy? What's with all the cat and mouse? Just kill him. Like, why are you drawing this up? It sucks to live in fear. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, so anyway, he... He's like climbing up. He gets out of a window and he's climbing up and he looks out the window and he's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> You're crazy. So he just takes the stairs up to the top. Yeah. And so when he gets up to the rooftop, holy shit, who's there? But fucking Rugger Howard who's like, yeah, I just did it like a normal person. I don't know what you're like. Who, who, Spider-Man? What is this all fucking about? Climbing? Fucking idiot. So he tries to jump across and he doesn't make it. He's like hanging from a steel beam. And uh, old Rugger Howard just like casually leaps from one building to the other. He's like, no big deal. Fucking humans and your (laughs) stupid leg muscles. And he's sitting in there and he's about to fall and he grabs his hand and pulls him up, saves him from falling to death. Yeah. No Uh, Mufasa scar. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely did not. Long live the king. Didn't throw him down into the fucking ravine with all the wildebeests. You're right. He saves his ass. Um, okay, so then, which, yeah, why? So, apparently in the theatrical release, there were voiceovers at the beginning and the end. Harrison Ford did voiceovers. And they, nobody liked him, so I don't know why they put him there, but obviously got rid of him for this final cut that we watched. But he's, so he even has a voiceover line about, like, I don't know why he let me live or why he decided to let me live. Like, he... Maybe he knew in his last ones he decided to have some humanity. Oh, yeah, it says right here. Uh, I don't know why he saved my life. Maybe in those last moments he loved life more than he ever had before. Not just his life, everybody's life, my life. Yeah. So, Rugger Howard saves him and does a really, apparently it was a really long written monologue. And Rugger Howard, the actor, was like, dude, this is stupid. Like, you're talking about all these things. Nobody, the viewers never heard of any of these places. Like, you, 
yeah, it's a futuristic thing, and they know we came from uh, the off-world, and there's other things going on, right? But, like, you're just going to lose everybody with this whole thing. So he just decided that the speech we got in the movie was all him, off the cuff. I mean, maybe he thought about it or whatever, but he's like, I've seen things, you have this here, written out his final speech. Uh, like, I've seen things that you could not even imagine. I've seen, like, that would make you crazy or blow I've your mind. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I don't know why he sounds like that. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watch sea beams glitter in the darkness of Tannheiser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Time, time to, to die. die. And, I mean, that's so all, lost to time like tears in the rain. Like, Wow. I don't know. That's some fucking poetic shit right there. I just I mean, collected that's... a bunch of rainwater. <laughs> yeah? But yeah, uh, they would lose, you would lose tears. In a moment, tree. all these moments that are like huge, amazing things that he's seen or things that would blow your mind if you even saw it. And it's just like, that's going to be nothing. Just like tears and rain. Interesting, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really fucking amazing line. I, uh, I was like, damn. Damn. Damn, that's good. Like, I wish I had wrote that as a song lyric or something. That's fucking good shit. <laughs> so then he, yeah, when he says time to die, he's not talking to Decker. He like, is it not, he, no, it's his time. And time he, to die. And he just kind of like, yeah, he just kind of powers down. <sighs> and that's it. Yep. Um, so then we uh, have Edward James almost there. He's like, oh, hey, you lost this. Here's your fucking gun. Um, I guess you did it. Yeah, can't believe I did it. And uh, what does he say something? He's like, it's um, too bad she won't live. Too bad live. she won't live. But then again, who does? Rachel? Talking about Rachel. So he races back to his place. Rachel is still alive. And he goes, do you love me? She goes, sure. <laughs> even though I'm a robot. I don't know what love is. I don't even know. Um, do you, do and they you goes, do know? You, do you trust me? She's like, uh, what's, what? So then, like, he's rushing her out to the elevator and there's a little origami crane on the floor. It means Edward James Olmos had just been there. And could have killed her. Could have and decided not to. Um, or what? Also, his, his thing. When, yeah, that's right. When it's not just it's too bad she won't live. Talking about Rachel, but he says you really did the man's work, or you did some man's work. You've or done something. a man's job, sir. Yeah, I guess you're it. through, huh? Guess you're through, huh? So then he hears that again. As he sees the little origami crane in the hallway. Too bad she won't live. Too bad she won't live. And so they just get in the elevator and it cuts to black. So all of that is to hint at Deckard also being a replicant. That's what uh, that's what Lexi was thinking, like that he was a replicant too. Because they had discussed it and wanted to make it that he wasn't. Because he wasn't in the book, definitely wasn't in the book. Um, and so Harrison Ford was like, I talked to fucking Ridley Scott. We decided he was not going to be, but then they saw the final product and like, okay, you totally made it look like he could be like, cause she, yeah. Have you ever taken this test? She asked him once if he's ever taken the test mm-hmm. and he's no. And she's like, so how do you know you're human? Then like anybody could be one of these fucking things. And, um, in the script I'm reading here, there is a final voiceover from Deckard, and says, Gaff had, been, uh, Gaff had been there and let her live. Four years, he figured. He was wrong. Tyrell had told me Rachel was special. No termination date. I didn't know how long we had together. Who does? Mm, so, yeah, that was definitely not in our movie, because I was like, yeah, see, so running black. off with this robot is going to die any day now. Like, good on you, buddy. 
Um, so I guess, because obviously we know he's not, because there's a sequel to this that came out a lot later, where he's a lot older, so he didn't have... But if he's in Blade Runner 40... Uh, 2049, yeah. Oh, really? Um, so obviously... So he's not a replicant. But then, I guess if they made her without a four-year termination date, maybe... He is too. Maybe he's a special one also. Just tell us, you guys. God, making us work. Making us think. I, I don't watch movies to think. I watch movies to be entertained and not think. You heard, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's it. Cuts, they get in the elevator, cuts to black. That's the movie here. Let's uh, let's go around the, the horny horn. and. Well, the movie, I, I remember watching this because it, end, it ends like that so abruptly. Yeah. Almost like there's supposed to be like a sequel. We're going to see the second movie of it. But um, it was okay. But uh, the long and short of it, I didn't think it was that great. I was left a lot thinking about what was going on? Why the lot of, a lot of the whys I wanted to understand mm-hmm, the Blade mm-hmm. Runner and everything, and I guess we talked about a lot of that stuff. And even though we talked about it, and I got a lot of the answers just by talking to you, I, did, I certainly didn't get them from watching the movies, from <laughs> discussing it. So that being said, this is a non-rewatchable movie. Non-rewatch. All right. All right. Uh, I was reading the book at the mm-hmm. same time. I, I got more than halfway through before I watched it. Okay. Um, book. Very great. Fills yeah. in a lot of the information that you don't know from uh-huh. from the movie, and then just also the normal shit that's never even touched on. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's Harrison Ford. Every time I was I was expecting a line, some sort of, I love you, hon. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, or, or some level of arrogance like that. And, and I saw it. It was typical, like, Star Wars Han. Just mm-hmm. his character, his demeanor. Uh, I didn't love it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's rewatchable. All right. All right. Um, also, I would be curious. So next, I guess, spoiler alert for the my own ending of this show. Uh, next movie is Blade Runner 2049. Very so nice. when we do that episode, you will have finished the books. I don't remember the ending of it. Mm-hmm. So I would be curious. Just I, I mean, obviously, he has a wife, so he doesn't get into the elevator with the fucking droid woman and whatever. Yeah. But uh, just kind of what the ending of the book was and how if it leaves it as open... I don't recall it being as kind of open question as this is. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not quite there. I'm so know, seven or eight chapters from the end. And okay. it's uh, there's definitely a lot of ways it can go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so anyway, looking forward to the next, next episode. You let me know how that book ended. A book that I have totally read and don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a slow movie. There are very few, like, exciting scenes. Uh, it's definitely like... A, this is not a casual watch. You can't, like Black Sheep, put this on in the background and kind of watch it, kind of party, kind of do whatever. Like, you you really have to pay attention to it, and, uh, and, and old Hollywood cinema style, it doesn't give you much of anything. It leaves you to wonder, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, what's going on. So it's not, I wouldn't say high rewatchability because you can't just throw it on where, whenever. But definitely, I would give it rewatchable because it is, and and if nothing else, and some of those fucking land or cityscape shots with the flying cars and the shit. Like, I mean, some of the cinematography in this movie is just truly amazing. So there, that does it for us this week on the rewatch party. If you like what you heard, and if you know the answer to the Transformers question, somehow we have a Transformers question on a what's the Blade name Runner of episode. the box? What's the name of the magic cube? 
God, why do so many movies do cubes? Captain America has a cube. Transformers has a cube. Fucking Hellraiser has a goddamn cube. What was it in Abraxas? It wasn't a cube, was it? No, it was it the Colmater. Colmater. But that was a person. Colmater. Hey, that was a Colmater. It was a Colmater. There was Tomater from Cars, and then his his brother Colmater. Yep. And their sister, VD. What? <laughs> Wow. My VD, Shershaw. Oh, that's right. They did have VD in that. I, I was like... I, you forget about the VD? No, I was trying Nick to think... Ryder. I was trying to think of cars, Tomater, Comater, Nomater, something, you know, to go along with that, and VD just threw me for a big old loop. Jesse Ventura has VD. That's right. Jesse Ventura has VD. That is a fact. We call it Jesse Ventura disease. Uh, we call it my... It's Ventura disease. It's my answer box. <laughs> Uh, okay, so anyway, anyways, answer the answer the fucking question, all right? Answer the fucking question. Answer the fucking question, man. You, you fucking brat! You're killing your father, Larry. Uh, we're on Twitter at rewatch underscore the, or you can email us at the rewatch party at gmail dot com, and uh, let us know what you think about stuff. Let us know about the Transformers. You know, just just reach out, chitty chat. That's right. Uh, but join us next week for the thrilling. Sequel, Blade Runner 2049. This movie, uh, Polly, Postman Polly, came on the bus once with a giant trash bag, like the, the shop-sized black hefty yeah. full of DVDs that he got for free from somebody. And then when he had to leave the band, he left them on the bus. And so <laughs> there are quite a few in the rewatch that came from the Paul Postman Polly bag o movies, and 2049 is one of them. His bag sack? His, his fucking... Sad sack. Um, so, uh, yes, Blade Runner 2049. Until then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon, and thanks for rewatching. Good night, sweet prince. of a disposable workforce. But I can only make so many. Happy birthday. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Now either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I had your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions.
McKee to the future is finally unearthed. Bring it to me. They know you're here. Jack! Object to the test! 